This is episode 22 of What's the Deal, Grosseal, the podcast exploring the people, places, history, and events that make Grosseal unique. I'm your host, Ben Fote. Now, this show doesn't usually break news or do investigative journalism, and today is actually no different. So please enjoy our 2021 April Fool's Day prank. So yes, I'm breaking some big news today. Grosseal is getting some roundabouts, or at least we think so. I'm not sure how many or where just yet, but I managed to find an anonymous source to talk about it. Hello, anonymous source, and thank you for being on What's the Deal, Grosseal. Happy to be here. I know we've talked before, and I know you can't disclose who you work for or how you're connected to Grosseal, but how do you know about this super secret project? I think that we've all heard about this new infrastructure bill that's being proposed in Washington. And at the moment, that bill includes some provisions for improved safety to be done alongside your typical improvement projects and maintenance. So there's an opportunity here to potentially get quite a bit of quite a bit more money from the Federal Highway Administration to improve the condition of the roads on the island if we also include some additional safety upgrades. Well, that makes sense. Do you have an idea of how many or where they would go? I think probably at least three. There have been some different crashes in the last couple of years that would indicate maybe we could reduce those at uh, Bridge Road and Meridian, mm-hmm. at uh, Meridian and Grosseal Parkway, sure, and also at Meridian and Macomb Street. Wow. Those are pretty prominent. So any idea how soon that would start? Well, with, with stimulus money that comes from an infrastructure bill, like what they're talking about, it would be right away. It would be very soon. Oh, wow. Usually you are extremely prepared by the time you actually get the money and you hit the ground running. So there might be a lot of construction going on in the next year, even maybe even this year. Oh, wow. And do you do you know what today is? Um, I think it's April 1st. Yeah, April Fool's. <laughs> well, hi, Andrea, and thank you for joining me on What's the Deal, Grosseal, uh, for real this time. So we know each other from from long way back. Do you want do you want to say why why you might be the person I would turn to to ask questions about bridges and roundabouts and that sort of thing? Well, in Indiana, where I met you, when I met you, I was going back to work as a civil engineer, and that job allowed me to actually design some roundabouts in Indiana specifically. I am very passionate about what I do, and I would probably often come visit you in different places around town in Columbus. Um, At that time, I think when I first went back to work, prior to going back as an engineer, I worked for you selling pizzas in Columbus. Yeah, it was fun. But I'm sure that I probably talked about roundabouts quite a bit because that was (laughs) what I was working on constantly at the time. And I'm very passionate about them and how much they could improve safety and uh, commuting times even because there's less wait times in a roundabout intersection. So, Absolutely. And because you're professional, we're all aware that, that you're not licensed to practice the dark art of civil engineering in, uh, in the state of Michigan. And you're not offering to do this and it's not a real project. So we'll just get that out of the way there. <laughs> yes, completely a joke. Yeah. So the reason I asked you on for, for the April, as an April Fool's Day joke is that 
that Gross Eel social media has a constant meme about getting roundabouts put in in a lot of our high traffic areas, in particular some of the ones you talked about. I think most often people talk about Gross Eel Parkway and Meridian. But it's a joke uh, because it, it gets people riled up. And a lot of people get fooled into being angry about it every time it happens if it's, it's a new meme to them. And so a lot of people like to bring it back every few months. But it gets people riled up. It's almost an automatic thing that gets people gets people ready to argue a little bit. Is there anything else in in road construction or, or city design that gets people as riled up as roundabouts? You know, we have a lot of public hearings and public meetings for different styles of projects, different intersections, sometimes an added travel lane on an interstate and things like that. Roundabouts is the one thing that people immediately say no. <laughs> and um, they've actually done some studies on this. I, I pulled some data from a couple of studies that were done. And what they did was they surveyed people in a city about whether or not they thought that a roundabout would be good where they lived in their city. And less than 30% of those people said that they, they would agree that a roundabout would be helpful or that they wanted any roundabout whatsoever. It was a very low percentage of people. And about a year after, because obviously in some locations, the municipality or the county or the state even will force you to have a roundabout because of safety concerns and frequent crashes, you might be forced to have one. And then they came back and they asked those same people. And about a year after the roundabout had been completed, people were a lot happier with it than they thought that they would be. And it was more like 70% of people agreed that the roundabout was helpful and was a good idea for that location. So sometimes just being forced into it can change people's opinions, but they offer a lot of different advantages. It's not just because they look nice or that kind of thing. I mean, they do improve safety a lot. So how, how do they improve safety that way? Well, basically when you enter a roundabout, you aren't entering perpendicular to the cars that are also entering or that are in the intersection already. So when you're in a collision in your car, you're more likely to be injured or, um, and also more likely to increase your property damage costs if you are T-boned, for instance, which is traditional 90 degree, and often happens when people run red lights or run stop signs. When you enter a roundabout, you are doing it in a circular fashion. And so the angle of your vehicle is different. So if someone else doesn't yield and they still hit you and still crash into your car, that change in angle and also the reduced speeds, because it's very difficult to go around a circle at a high speed, obviously, you're, you're going a lot slower. So instead of trying to beat the light, you are slowing down and entering a circle. And if someone does hit you, it just decreases property damage, and it's very unlikely to have any injuries in the car. Oh, wow. Well, that makes a lot of sense. So don't they confuse more people than they protect, though? That, that's one of the arguments people make, is that they get so confused when they see a roundabout. I think that the first time that they enter a roundabout, they probably are confused, but there's signage. Um, usually, we direct the traffic to always go to the right. There is a lot of, um, like what I was talking about earlier with public meetings and public hearings, there's a lot of education that goes into it. So... Typically, if there's never been a roundabout in that area, 
you can put newspaper articles out and put something on the news and just distribute the information to try to educate people. But the main thing is that if they enter and they follow the islands, so there are these things called splitter islands. And when you enter on the approach to the roundabout, they're usually curved in such a way that it naturally shows you which direction to go on the circle. Now, that's not to say that I haven't personally even witnessed someone go the wrong direction, but it's very rare (laughs) and it's difficult to do, actually. Sure, sure. And I suppose if no one else is in the roundabout at the time, it wouldn't matter. Yes. If I remember right, you were involved with some of the roundabouts in Carmel, Indiana, which had an effort to replace all of their four-way stops and their their traffic lights, at least, with, with roundabouts. And I think they've done that. They report that they have a 40% reduction in car accidents and 80% reduction in injuries from those accidents. That's a lot. Do you know how they managed to develop that program that, that replaced all those? That's a, a really big expense and kind of a risky thing to do for politicians, I'd imagine. Well, I'm not sure that when they started out with the first couple of roundabouts that it was really a let's replace all of our intersections right now. Carmel probably started out with a couple in heavy traffic areas and started to sell people on the, the lower wait times because a roundabout is designed to take a certain amount of traffic within a certain amount of time. And when they're designed, they are designed based on a queue length. And unless it's a really special event or something like that, they're designed to only allow so much queue where you're actually waiting to enter the roundabout. Otherwise, the majority of the time, it's free flowing and you very rarely have to stop when you are waiting for traffic to clear on the roundabout. So they reduce a lot of commute times, especially when a lot of traffic is all going the same way, which happens every morning, for instance, in Carmel, everyone needs to get to Indianapolis to go to work and everyone needs to get home in the evening. So there's a lot of traffic all going the same way. And the majority of that traffic is free flowing at a low speed through the roundabout. But I do think that Carmel had such success that they then started replacing all of them because they saw the reduction in accidents. And we have a similar traffic pattern right now on the island at Bridge and Meridian, as you saw, where the toll bridge is. We have people flowing out over the toll bridge and then, and then coming back. So I think we would have a similar effect there if, if somebody decided to put one in there. Well, I think that because the traffic light at that intersection also is normally blinking. And right now it's not because the toll bridge is seeing so much traffic. The confusion over when that goes to an operational signal rather than a flashing signal, it actually caused one of the crash reports, crashes that I read the report for from, it was either in 2018 or 2019, that the driver stated to the officer that it normally blinks and they didn't realize that it was actually operating as a typical (laughs) signal and they weren't able to stop in time. And that actually caused a crash. So that confusion, it it just, it could be completely eliminated. (laughs) Sure. But I understand that Grosseal probably won't get roundabouts. Yes. It's a very low possibility. Unless, unless (laughs) our discussion here today convinces everybody that roundabouts are the best thing ever. So. 
Probably Pro- not. Probably not. Uh, so, but I, I should, I, I should probably state that at the beginning of the April Fool's joke, when I was talking about the infrastructure bill, there is not actually currently any money to improve safety on our roads in the infrastructure bill. Unfortunately, it's more um, geared towards other infrastructure, not necessarily road construction right now. But bridge construction might be in there. So if if that's the case, then we'll take it. <laughs> Speaking of which. Sounds uh, like you guys really need it there too. We do. We do. We've talked about that over the years. So uh, I'll definitely keep you up to date on on what happens with that bridge. It'll be it'll be interesting. And one of these days you'll get you'll come up here and you'll get to see all these bridges. It'll be great. So one of the features of this podcast is that I ask my guests to make a wish. It can be for the community of Grosseal. It could be for the region. It could be for the world in general. Do you have a, a wish at all that, that you'd like to have granted? I would have to say that my wish would be for the residents of Grosseal, that you, maybe even if it's not roundabouts, that you in the future are able to get a stable, safe bridge that is reliable and maybe a complete replacement even, if that's possible, that you don't need to pay tolls for because you live in a very unique place. And just having talked to you about Grosseal, I think that probably the pride that you have in in talking about all the unique character on the island, that that probably doesn't stop with you. That the people that listen to your podcast and the other residents of Grosseal are also as proud to live there. And you should be proud of your roads and your bridges as well. Well, let's hope that comes true. <laughs> well, thank you. And I, I want to thank you so much for your friendship and, and all the things that I've learned from you. I've really learned a lot. And I appreciate you and your family. And thank you for sharing all this with us today. Oh, no problem. I'm always happy to teach people about road safety. And unfortunately, my my knowledge does not extend to bridges, but I do enjoy still talking with you about the bridges. And I appreciate being on your podcast. Thank you. You know how they work. So that's good enough. All right. Thank you. (laughs) I want to thank Andrea Mikrit again for being part of this April Fool's Day joke, but also for all the knowledge that she shared. The next time I'd get to do this on this release schedule is 2027, so I had to have a little bit of fun. This has been episode 22. Right now, I have a short break built into the schedule. If things fall into place, we may get another three more episodes for this season. Then I'll start working on season two. The plan is to start recording some of those episodes live when we start having events around the island. To hear more about that, the easy ways are to like and follow on Facebook and Instagram. But to really get the scoop, including some early releases and some behind-the-scenes details, subscribe to the What's the Deal Grosseal Facebook group. Links to all of it are in the episode notes. What's the Deal Grosseal is recorded and produced by me, Ben Fote. You can keep in touch with me through the What's the Deal Gross Eel Facebook page or email me at whatsthedealgi at gmail.com. You can share episodes from Facebook or hear them from the website whatsthedealgi.com. And of course, it never hurts to subscribe so you can get the latest episodes through your favorite podcast delivery tool like Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Pocket Casts, and so many others. Our intro and credit music is Mocktails in the Rain by Anti Ludo which is used through a Creative Commons license. Find more of his music on soundclick.com as Auntie's Instrumentals. Thanks for listening to What's the Deal, Grosseal?